Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly. I thought, yo, this is my life. I have to go pro with Halo. In my head, thought that that was more efficient, and I guess I was right. He was like the god. We would have to two v one, like just to beat this guy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Man. I'm trying to reach you. Like, oh, see you guys later. A lot of Halo in my life, man. It's been a, it's been a fun journey. I love it. Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly. I'm your host, Shyway. And of course, this is your weekly destination for all things HCS. We got news, we got trick jumps, we've got interviews with some of the best players in the game. And of course, today we have Lunchbox. But before we get there, we've got a grassroots skin giveaway. We always have it, guys. Remember to type exclamation mark grassroots in the chat. You can enter yourself in the giveaway. I think we have one skin this time. So let's let's see. Let's see who it is. Hopefully it's uh it's a good battle out there in the chat. Of course, we've got our news to jump into first before we get into our interview. Let's jump into the news with Maddie Rums from noobcombo.com. How's it going, Maddie? Hey, what's up, dude? Not much, man. You said we were light on the, the news this week, apparently. Give me a bit of a rundown. What are we looking at? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess everyone's still recovering from uh, E3. But uh, we had our playlist update, like usual, but it wasn't big. Uh, they added three new maps to uh, Halo 2 Anniversary social playlist. There are Forge maps that were finalists and winners from a contest held by Forge Hub called okay. Forge-tacular. Uh, the first one was called Epic, and that's by a chunk in Xandrith. Second map is Select by Knockyard, and the third one is called Heatstroke by Kello Scotts. I'm going to ask a really dumb question. Uh, uh, how how built out is the H2A Forge mode? Is it is it actually like a good Forge mode? Can they make some viable competitive maps with it? Is that this is to be honest? I don't know. I'm pretty sure the the contest was held a while ago. Right. So I guess they just looked into it. But uh, I don't know. From the pictures, they they look good. I haven't played it yet myself, but. Because that's super interesting, right? The biggest issue that I've always heard with H2A is just the lack of maps in the game. You've got, like, three mm -hmm. main competitive maps. If they could yeah. build out some cool Forge maps, I mean, this is something that should have happened a long time ago, but I, I don't know. That's cool to see that there's a contest. I didn't even know there was a, a fully-fledged-out, like, Forge mode in H2A, so that'd be pretty nice to see. I'll have to look into it, and, of course, I guess I'll go to noobcombo.com to do so because all the details are there, as you guys know. Uh, we have a MCC community update as well. What do we got here? Yeah, so the majority of the community update was an E3 recap and uh, talked a little bit about Halo Outpost Discovery. But uh, one of the big things that I saw that stuck out to me was, uh, this is by Unishek. It says, if, any, if everything goes according to plan, our first flight for Halo Reach on PC will be next week to a small subsection oh. of registered Halo insiders. Okay. And that really? was posted on the 20th, so this week. Right. Right, which is very exciting. Now, of course, you know, fingers crossed, but they've they've kind of, you know, they've given some details on potential release dates before, and that didn't quite follow through. So I'm, I've got my hopes up, but you know, it, it could be a little bit longer, and that's okay. If it takes time, they got to get it perfect. They got to get it perfect. But it's nice to see that we're getting a bit of an update here. They've been quiet, right? Like since E3, yeah. we had the Halo Infinite trailer. We've got, you know, like Halo Halo Master Chief Collection looked great from the little snippet. We got the little campaign. Uh, like feature, but we haven't seen any multiplayer since E3. It's kind of been simmering down. I would love to see it make a comeback. So, uh, so hopefully that follows through. Hopefully we get some. Uh, but it's we won't get to see that, right? That's that's going to be uh, underground. Like it's not like they're going to be posting that on their Twitch page or something, right? No, no, it won't be, you won't be seeing anything like that. But uh, okay. I'm sure there's like you know in the rules it says you can't put it out. Uh, but it is a small group. So they've mentioned in the past that. It's going to start out real small, and then the groups will get bigger and bigger. So don't right. be too upset if you didn't get picked. Right, right. 
Hoping everything goes well. I've actually been playing some Apex Legends on PC, trying to get ready. I, at this point, I'm fiending, man. Like, I, I just want to know what it's like to play Halo on PC. I, I think PUBG is a good way to start. PUBG? Mouse and keyboard, because it's kind of slower. So yeah. I, I feel like PUBG is a good starter game. To be honest, to get, to get To get comfortable with mouse and keyboard. Maybe. I'm kind of weird in that I don't... Like, I don't want to play against people right away. I just want to grind the mechanics of using a mouse and keyboard until it feels like like breathing for me, basically. Like, I spent probably, like, two hours in the target range in Apex, <laughs> which sounds freaking ridiculous. But I just, I tried out every weapon. I was, I was trying it well, sliding and jumping at, like, specific angles and learning about the mechanics and, like, how to shut, like, talk. anyway. I was trying to figure out how to cancel cooldown on things, and just I spent like way too much time just in the target range. But uh, we have a June and July Halo Five calendar updates as well. What do we have here? Yeah, so they they listed uh, which playlists they're rotating through for June and July. But two that were that stuck out to me was uh, Husky Raid, which is a new playlist. Okay. It should be on June twenty seventh, and then uh, they're bringing back Halo Three Classic Throwback, but they're making it ranked. And that starts on July second. I've seen Husky Raid before. What is that? That's like uh, I don't even you don't know. know. There's like two bases. There's like one on each side, and you you fly at each other into like some sort of a divot. It's like a massive pit, and you have like uh, Fiesta style weapons, and you just go at it. It's just a straight like a lane. It's a one lane battle. I think that's what it is. Is it a sun and slayer? If that's what it is, it's pretty nuts. It's wild. It's like a slayer. Like a, I don't know if it's like four v four, and it's just one tight lane, a corridor, and you just fly at each other just with like the yeah, yeah. weapons. Yeah, and there's like a yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm sure we'll see when they when they have it up. Um, yeah. So July second or June twenty seventh. Okay, so very soon. Uh, face it, ignite free agent and partial team list. What's this? Uh, yeah. So uh, two guys that are big in the European Halo community, Prisma TV and MK Viable Manatee. Okay. Uh, they both have done work with like Nightfall and Europa Halo. Uh, they created a free agent list for anyone going to Ignite in London. So it has all has free agents, has partial team list, it has full team list, and has all player information as far as like their names and everything. Awesome. Uh, so if you're interested, you can go to twitter.com/prsmatv, and he has it pinned to the top. Awesome. So, so great. Like, there's so many, that's what I love to see is there's so many people who are so passionate about Halo to the point where they're creating these unique services to try to get people together, to get teams going. Um, and this is just one of many things. I know there's, like, that stream features thing that I've seen as well, where you can, like, find yourself in specific Halo streams. Yeah, like, all yeah. these unique ways to kind of, uh, you know, build out the Halo community. So this is a great uh, opportunity if you're a free agent to grab a team and to get ready for Face that's coming up uh, this, this summer. It's the biggest event of the summer. Uh, we have the Halo Bowl 3 results as well. This is the one that we missed out on, guys. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, uh, yeah, what do it, we got? It, it took place on Saturday, I believe. It was a 4v4 tournament with members from all different Halo podcasts, Drunken Halo, Potacular, Podcast Evolved, HGS Pro Talk, Gaming Converse, uh, Halo Conversation Conversationalists, and Gaming Under Fire. Uh, they raised $4,500, which is great because their goal was 4000 uh, it benefited Gamers Outreach, so it was enough to build another gaming go-kart. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mudcat hosted and streamed it on uh, Mixer.com slash Mudcat, so big nice. thanks to him because it was a long uh, a long event. Awesome, awesome. So it's not just a, a tournament, it's a charity initiative as well. So yeah. there's so much happening there uh, that we should have been a part of, and that is 100% my fault, and I'm going to have to figure out how to get into the next Halo Bowl. Hopefully they have them more often. 
And, yeah, they uh, seem to do it. They do it every year. So every year. Be. Okay. Well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully we can uh, get in a couple more, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Halo Project Basil is recruiting as well. We got more Halo stuff. What's Brazil. This? Project Brazil. Oh my God! I'm so sorry. Project <laughs> Brazil. This is this is what happens when I read the news for the first time, guys. I'm literally just coming into this, uh, just fresh at face value. Brazil. Project Brazil recruiting. What do we got? Yeah. So uh, they put on online tournaments, you know, for the Latin American region. Uh, they're looking for, I guess, like uh, staff members, uh, specifically social media managers, YouTube editors and creators, as well as authors and editors for the website. And you can apply at haloprojectbrazil.com, but it's Brazil, B-R-A-S-I-L. Perfect. So you Hopefully you speak, uh, I think it's Portuguese. Hopefully okay. you understand it because it's not in English. Okay, okay. So a couple of prerequisites uh, required there. Yeah. Uh, tournament results as well for the week. What do we have here? Project Brazil has a tournament recently. Uh, yeah, they held, they're continuing their uh, championship seasons. Uh, they had a Halo 5 free-for-all. First place went to Glazeds, Glazed. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, second <laughs> I place, try yeah. Second place was Dark Hamas VR, and third place was ZZ Doug. Nice. Next up, we had uh, SWAT Nation had their summer SWAT off. It was a three v three with random teammates with a five hundred dollar prize pool. First place was Ashley's Avocados, which was BXR Days Doodle DHP and NSG Cereal. Second place was Humiditities, which was Triant, Switch 5S, and Geibel, Govil. Humiditities. Yeah. Sweet. Always some interesting names. Yeah. And then third place was Ponchita's OJ, which was Supersonic, Firepoy Jet, and Legends. Nice, nice. It's great to see uh, the, the SWAT Nation tournament still continuing. These are, these are just, they keep coming in. They've got a yeah, schedule they, for these. Every things. time they one host finishes, one, they announce the another one. one. Exactly, exactly. I love that. So we're going to continue getting SWAT Nation tournaments. I think they're getting a Halo 3 one is the next, right. actually. It's they like announced, a, yeah. Right. I think it's is a $1,000 prize pool. Yep. Yeah. It's, so Right now it's $1,000. It still can go up. Yeah. Right, right. So that's pretty incredible, guys. Halo 3 SWAT. I have not seen an H3 SWAT tournament in forever. And for $1,000, we can expect some some pretty good players popping in just for the day, you know? Yeah. So it could be pretty cool. Uh, Skirmish Pro Halo 3 4v4 results. What's this? Uh, yeah, so this was held Saturday night as well, but it was late at night, started at 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay. It was a, had an $800 prize pool. First place went to Yerp, which was Tusk, Boobadoobo, Valkyated, and APG. Second place was Sage Esports, which is Cloud, Ryan Noob, Commonly, and Goofy. And third was GMS with Gabriel, Fantasy, Trippy, and Shelly. Awesome. A lot of really good players here. Yeah, it was kind of, I think a lot of them found out about it last minute because I saw like Aries tweet about it. And then snipe down commented that, that he didn't even know. So right, right. But had a good showing for uh, for the little recognition it got. You can also tell by the teams, like the way the teams yeah. are formed. Like Gabriel Fantasy, Shelly Trippy, Boo Boo Falcon, APG. Like it's like everybody's just kind of like, yeah, let's squat up and then jump yeah. into this eight hundred dollar tournament. Yeah. Uh, so awesome to see that uh, events this week. We've got more events coming up. Yeah, Saturday is pretty stacked. Uh, if you live in the Philadelphia area. There's the Philly Esports 2v2 at the University City Science Center in right. Philly, in Philadelphia. Uh, also Saturday is SWAT Nation's Hot and Poundies Rampage 3v3. Okay. Uh, and Saturday as well, if you're in the EU region, Nate Street is hosting a Halo 5 FFA. Frenzy. And, yeah, FFA Frenzy. 
yeah. not to be confused with Europa Halo, they both happen to pick the same name, ironically, coincidentally. Right. But uh, okay, two separate events, but okay. they're both EU only. And then Sunday, June 30th, if you live near Arlington, Texas, at the Esports Stadium, the last hit Halo 3 2v2. Right, so multiple events happening just this weekend alone, all of these, you know, on a smaller scale, but some great ways to continue to compete, to get yourself into the scene, to get some experience, build some some relationships, right? So, uh, so all great to see, and it's happening around the world, too. It's not just specifically in the U.S., which is so nice. Um, and by the way, Maddie, I, I didn't mention this. We just kind of jumped right into the news. How are you doing, man? I don't think you were with me last week, and I'm getting, what's the, is this your audio, the feedback that I'm getting? Is that the, the fan? No, I, mean, I don't have a fan. I don't okay, know. Maybe it's, just, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I have. Fun. I know. I, I hear it too. So. <laughs> okay. But uh, figure it out. I no. I just bought a house, so I've been running around like crazy. I had a leak in the basement last week, so I had to make a trip to the hardware store, and now I'm in a room that has nothing in it, which is why there's an echo. Yeah. But I I, I did get a rug, so <laughs> slowly and sure, and surely, you know, it'll dwindle down. Well, congrats, man. I'm glad you're getting settled. It's nice to have you back for the news. I had to scramble through it solo, and I was frozen, too. My connection was, I don't know what's yeah, going I on. So, the, uh, the yeah, <laughs> so thank you for being back and sharing the news with me once again, man. I appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, next week. Yeah, me too. No problem. See you then. See you around. That'll close our news, and of course, we got our trick jump of the week. Apparently, we have multiple trick jumps today. What do we got, clearly? <laughs> Clearly, I think I messed up your name there. What's going on, buddy? What's up, man? Oh, we got three jumps on Cold Storage today, not just one. All right. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so, after my long intro, we'll begin. All right. So, this one here, um, you can stand up on top of the sledge and hit a little edge ghost here. Slide up into that pillar, and you can kind of glide yourself away across the top of the flood there and land up on top of the door mm. which you know with that one jump alone there's about three different spots that you can be into um you can be in this pillar chill on the pillar or you can sit up here where the flood is um or you can jump on top of the door so there's a lot of uh, really good vantage points with that spot um the next one um they both have the same goal um you can jump on top of the teleporter here and jump into the window I'm not really sure exactly what the call out is. I know that's called Sunroom. Um, uh, I don't know if that's referred to as Sunbridge or just Power Drain. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but two different ways um, to get up to the bridge there. You, if possible, can you show me the first one once again? And uh, I'm sorry to, to interrupt this, guys. Uh, Tony, I'm getting a bit of Very a good. feedback in my ear. You're getting that too, right? Clearly, it's like uh -uh. a no. You're not. I'm just getting like, is it my ear earbuds or something? It sounds like there's like a fan blowing into my. My ears. Yeah, no, I'm not getting any feedback. I'm I'm solid. All right. If you're solid, that's perfect, man. I guess I'll just deal with it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I missed the first one because of it. I tried to message Tony, but we'll just uh this is this is it right here, right? Yes. Okay, so there's yeah. there's multiple things going on in this. Like you've hit multiple areas of that wall. If you could give me a bit of a breakdown of what's happening there. So it starts off with a etch ghost right there. And there's about three good vantage points that you can be in with this. That pillar where I'm jumping from now is a good vantage point, as well as this area that I'm jumping on now, what I call it like the flood area uh -huh. of this jump, um, which is a solid vantage point. But the last landing spot is the top of the door here, uh -huh. um, which is the ultimate spot to be. Um, you get a better view of the room, um, more areas to see. 
But yeah. now, of course, you said that you combined one of these into a clip as well. Yeah, the uh, the second part of this uh, clip here, um, I show two different ways to get up to Sunbridge or Power Drain. Uh -huh. um, and I sent a clip to Tony um, of me actually using it in matchmaking. But this is the first way up there. You can jump on top of the teleporter and then get up to the bridge. Right. Um, or you can jump up on top of this little lip here, jump off the window, jump off the door, and, and get up. into the bridge. Uh, which that's the, the clip I got in matchmaking. All right. Because um, none of it matters till it happens in matchmaking, right? Yeah, right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, come up behind this guy and. Nice. Plop. So it becomes useful. Um, and I, I literally sat in the game waiting for a good moment to do this just so I can have a clip. That's why I have seven kills. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know. Um, That's why. It's just to demonstrate. You're trying your heart out and you got seven kills, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah definitely trying my heart out as you can. Yeah. Honestly, so. <laughs> no, yeah. I was just sitting in that room waiting for the red dots on my radar to right, roll around right. that bridge so I can nail the clip. It Line took a while. Yeah, and, uh, and it's a good demonstration of its usefulness. Um, nobody is going going to expect you to jump through any of those two slots there, whether Absolutely. you're jumping off from the teleporter or jumping off from the door. I love it, man. And thank you for the uh, the clip to just kind of add to that to showcase how it's useful as well. Of mm -hmm. course, all of these jumps you're working on all the time. There's a community associated with that as well. Let's get yes. some shout outs for that community. Um, I will be posting links um, on Twitch and on Mixer to a Discord server I, cr I created completely dedicated to the trick jumping community. You can go there, you can ask questions, uh, request help. Um, we have game nights, um, you can post your content there. Um, a lot of fun stuff there. Um, and again, I will be posting that on Twitch and on Mixer after my segment is over. Um, if you want to watch any of my clips that you see here today or in the future, um, that's going to be Twitter at MCC Trick Jumps and also YouTube at MCC Trick Jumps. Um, also, Alexander, I want to let you know too, I, you know, I have that community project I'm working on and then also right. that solo project. Um, the solo project I'm actually probably going to be releasing here uh, very shortly after I get a couple more clips because there's, uh, there's a Halo 3 montage contest. Okay. Currently rolling, and I want to submit and hopefully win. Um, so I might be popping uh, that video out a little earlier than expected. Wait, so this is the one that you said we're waiting till next year for? Mm -hmm. This is you're going to jump into a contest instead. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to put it out early and uh, and roll the dice and see what happens. You know what? This is good because sorry, sorry. If I interrupted you, I was saying it's good because we're uh, otherwise we'd be talking about it every week until next year, and it'd be like kind of get redundant, right? Yeah. So I, I want to see it, man. I'm getting excited, so yeah. I'm looking forward to when that happens. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, you have when's that coming up? The montage contest. Um, so the montage contest it's run on a a page on Twitter called Halo Three Community. Let me just double check. That. Yeah, Halo Three Community. Um, so Twitter at Halo Three Community. Um, they're running a $600 contest. It's, it's $350 to the first uh, place winner, and I believe $150 to the second, and then $100 to the third. Perfect. Um, but they just made a post the other day saying if we get 100 likes or 100 retweets, uh, we'll up the prize pool to 1000 nice. Um So kind of gave me extra initiative to yeah. <laughs> try to push the video out, see if Jump I can in. win something. Try to make yeah. some money and get some viewers as well. I like it, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, great having you come by with the Trick Jumps every week. I'm looking forward to what you have for next week as well. 
Uh, thank you for joining me once again. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No problem. All right, that closes our news and trick jump for the week. Of course, we have our interview with an absolute legend in competitive Halo, the other half of the Roy Box duo. I'm excited to welcome Lunchbox to HCS Weekly. How are we doing, guys? Good, man. Nice to see you. How you been? Been doing good. Been staying busy. Uh, just waiting for uh, the uh, next Halo event. Right, but for you, it's not just about competing anymore, right? Because you're, you know, you've got a job now, you've got a wife, you've got all these responsibilities. So, like, have you even have you been playing Halo since the last tournament? What have you been up to? Uh, I've been on a little bit of a hiatus since last event. Um, the grind is always exhausting for me after an event. You know, just the, the weeks leading up to, it, we're practicing quite a bit, and uh, I'm really focusing a lot on 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 playing at that point. So it's nice after the event to take. Uh, you know, a couple weeks off or or whatever, you know, just to kind of reset my mind. It's it's definitely uh, necessary for me to, to you know want to keep competing to to have a little bit of time off and reset. Absolutely. I mean, because you're working what like a forty hour a week job and jumping into the Halo as well. Is that how you you manage it? What I think last time I checked in or last time I looked up uh, what you were doing, it was a uh, electrician apprentice. Um, oh. Yeah, I've topped out now, so I'm a journeyman. So okay. Uh, yeah, just more responsibility for me in that regard at work. So right. it's mainly, you know, it, it's a grind for me, but, you know, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy competing at Halo, and uh, when I had the opportunity to come back, I, I didn't really hesitate. I really enjoy the team that we were able to put together with uh, Snipe Down and Pistol and my brother. So it's been it's been a lot of fun since we've been back, and yeah. uh, it's been nice to be playing a game that's that's, you know, so old and people still enjoy playing and everybody loves seeing you back as well especially going and winning the uh, hcs invitational also just getting another w and just seeing the pop-offs too with like roy and snipe down and all of you guys have the personality that we just so many people have i feel have been like absent a lot of people feel like that personality has been absent from competitive halo for so long so having you guys come back and bring the hype is is always exciting um, and what do you think of uh, reciprocity as well? Working with reciprocity, I've just been following some of your Twitter. You retweeted. Apparently, they had like a bit of an event recently, some sort of a two v two. Tony has the tweet. He can show. <laughs> what's what's this? The uh, the staff gauntlet. Yeah, this was uh, this was pretty entertaining. I was able to catch a little bit of it, but uh, Kyle and and Martin, uh, who've both been around Halo for a long time, and then Mark, who I don't know too well, but he's a uh, uh, reciprocity management, and then Chad, who owns Reciprocity, uh, had a two v two and different Halos, and um, yeah. I think uh, I think Kyle and them ended up coming out on top on in Halo one, and then Martin or uh, Chad and then ended up coming out on top on Halo two. I don't know what the uh, the final tally was, but uh, okay, I'd okay. be surprised if it wasn't Kyle in the lead because right, Kyle's pretty good at you know most Halo or pretty much every Halo, so. Yeah, he went yeah. out of his way to write a disclaimer saying he's not good anymore. I just saw to try that. To, yeah, yeah <laughs> just to he try tried to, to soften the blow if he did somehow yeah. happen to lose, but <laughs> I don't think he ended up losing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really nice to see what Reciprocity is doing. It seems like they're being led by a team of just like genuine Halo fans, and it, it looks like they're also buying houses as well. I saw another tweet from you where you're like, uh, "When can I move in?" To yeah, this, have, uh, Rainbow yeah. Six. Look at this house, guys. This yeah, it's beautiful. incredible. I watched the watch this video of the the uh, house revealed or whatever, and it's a it's got a a nice pool and a, a super sweet inside so what's not to like about this one I, I mean yeah if you go inside which he will in a sec it kind of looks like a castle or something there's like some royal looking couches like, yeah, what is picture? <laughs> yeah. the eg house was nice but it didn't have an in-ground pool in the backyard you know what i mean right right 
see when I see this, I just think of the dream where uh, Halo comes back, and you know, instead of a Rainbow Six house, this is a Halo house or even bigger. You know, yeah, this, this can definitely happen. Man. Yeah, the you know the Halo's popularity is definitely uh, it has been untapped for a while. It's just haven't had a game that the uh, the fans have really got behind. So um, I think if if they can make a game with with Halo Infinite that kind of draws the crowd back in, I think. You know, something like that's certainly possible for Halo, based on the popularity that it had 2005 and onwards. Yeah, yeah, and I absolutely agree, man. I think, like you said, 2005 onwards, Halo kind of started, you know, not just MLG, but started FPS esports in a way too. Like it was just one of the founders in that in that regard. It's uh, it's just so you know, it was so massive at that time. So what I want to do, like I do with everybody, is we go all the way back to the beginning of uh, where things began for you, because I know you've been here. For such a long time uh today you're a multi-time competitive halo champion you're you're the mind behind the roy box duo but where did it all begin how did you first get into halo yeah so we so we started with halo one um we played with friends we got into uh my our coach now keegan uh is gamer tag in the gig but uh his brother his older brother uh played halo one and basically us three would play him and another friend in uh, 3v2. Me, Roy, and uh, Keegan versus his older brother and another older friend. Okay. So it was a three-on-two, you know, and they would, be, they would be, beat us bad for uh, for a little while, you know, until we got to know the game and figure out how to play. But uh, from there, we just, you know, pretty much land nonstop with, with friends around here. Uh, and Justin and I, you know, began to excel. And ended up going to some local tournaments and whatnot at the uh, the local movie theater on the on the big projection screen, okay. which was, te- was terrible for you know any sort of competitive integrity, but a lot of fun back then. You know, is uh, just able to test the waters on how good we were compared to everybody else in our area, and we ended up winning pretty much all of them that we brought our team to, uh, and kind of the rest is history. Ended up going to our our first event uh in charlotte 07 but uh prior to that we were supposed to go to chicago 05 and 06 but um yeah. i think roy and i got into a big argument or fight before 05 or 06 and the other one had another teammate bail on us so we went through the same teammate woes is what uh you hear a lot of the amateur players now trying to come up uh-huh. uh complain about you know just finding consistent teammates and uh people that you mesh well with that you can uh perform your best with so right uh, we had those same issues back in 2005 and six. Right, right. Is it is it something about getting beat badly when it's a three v two that really just kind of sparks the interest to to get on the grind, like to to get serious? I mean, Halo in general is just fun to play, but it's like just the fact that you're getting beaten. It's like, oh my god, what is going on? Like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? How do I improve? Oh I, yeah, we, yeah. yeah. We, we were all super competitive, and <laughs> the fact that we were losing three on two, we all knew. You yeah. Know, we can't allow this to happen for much longer, but we would play uh, like all rockets, DTF on Blood Gold. Okay, okay. Like a so lot of, you know, like nothing. Uh, we didn't play the competitive settings when we first started playing, but yeah. uh, all shotties, uh, Sharon, Capture the Flag, and uh, stuff like that. A lot of, I mean, I don't know if there's, there hasn't been a Halo since Halo 1 that I could play for as long and, you know, with a group of friends that we just have, the, you know, the most fun and, uh halo one was that game for me oh yeah uh you know i've loved other halo since and obviously halo 2 halo 3 uh rounding out my top three but uh, halo one was was the game that you know made me fall in love with halo yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. And there was nothing like it at the time, too. So yeah. it was just it was so new. Um, and like you said about the local tournaments, uh, I know you're you're all you guys are both so modest about everything. But apparently you didn't just win a couple. You won like 23 straight in a row. Like I was doing some research. And is that true? You run like 23 of them before you actually started to hopping in, hopping into real competitive events. Apparently this is on a, a big movie screen, like you said. Yeah. How does that I, I don't, you get I don't remember the win? Yeah. So we got uh, <laughs> we each got two free new movie tickets. So we just give them to my parents. Uh, you know, they would let us go every single week. And we were young at the time. We were 14, 13 yeah. years old. Nah, it's somewhere around there. We were, we were young teens. Uh, but yeah, they, we get two free movie tickets and we won, we won quite a few in a row. I don't remember. I don't know if it ever got to the twenties, but yeah, cause we, we didn't always take the, there was three of us that were standouts, me, Justin, and one other guy. So we would be the three to, to go and whenever we wanted we found that roster. That's what we went with for a while. And we won them all, and then we'd switch it up because it it got to the point where the competition wasn't as close. But right, yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun back then. The movie theater screens were laggy as hell, as you might expect, and right, <laughs> tough to play on. But yeah, that was what we had back then. We didn't have uh, you know, the setups that we have nowadays. That was that was yeah. kind of the beginning of it all with the tournaments. And does something like movie tickets do anything to convince your parents to go to events like Charlotte? Like, how do, how do you get that done? Like, uh, you show them a couple of movie tickets, they probably don't believe that you're good yet, right? Right. Charlotte was uh, <laughs> the do-or-die event for us. Uh, you know, if we didn't get, I think top eight was a $400 stipend. Mm. And if we didn't get top eight, we would not have been going to any more events. You know, we weren't going to fork out. Uh, you know, both Justin and I worked have worked uh I mean, we had a newspaper route when we were in our, you know, I don't remember when we started it, but 10, 11 years old, and then okay. got part-time jobs when we were 15, and then I'm again, so young to be working. So yeah, my dad always instilled, my dad always instilled that in us, so you know, that you got to work for what you uh, what uh-huh. you want. So that's uh, awesome. I, you know, that's one of the best life lessons I think I've ever been taught because uh, it allows me nowadays to be able to work a full-time job and play Halo and uh, just kind of appreciate you know, time management and all that and yeah. what it takes to make, to make money. You know, I, I'm all about the grind and, uh, you know, I, I've enjoyed competing for, for so long. And, you know, if you had, if you want it bad enough, you can make it work even working full time. And, you know, I was working full time and going to class and competing Halo, yeah. you know, competing in Halo five. So I think, uh, it definitely didn't help me in Halo five. It wasn't my best game. Sure. Uh, individually. Uh, but, you know, I couldn't grind it as much as some of the younger guys, and whether that would have mattered or not, who knows? But it mm-hmm. certainly didn't. I don't think help my cause. But yeah, it's it's been a it's been a long time coming for for Justin and I. You know, I've been competing for a long time now, and right, uh, yeah, it all started in a in a big movie theater. Yeah. But I, I like that your dad instilled that in you from such a young age, because that's a huge thing. Like, you have such a good mindset towards it, where it's like, if I work hard enough, it doesn't matter if I've got a job, if I've got responsibilities, I can still compete, I can still be at the top of my game. And you've proved that, especially with Halo 3 now. And I, I think you said in a recent interview, it's thankfully it's Halo 3, you played it for years, so you don't have to play quite as much as you might have with like Halo 5, where so much of it was so new. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that's such a great mindset to have because I, I, so many people can get bogged down by other responsibilities and think, oh, it's impossible. Other people can play eight to ten hours. What am I going to do? But if you want it badly enough, just go get it, man. You know. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of it too is just kind of making making the time you have matter. Like, don't get right. online and just screw around for your first hour or two. Like the first game right. I play on Halo Three, I'm I'm trying and uh, right warming in. up, and then 
you know, if we have a scrim that night, I try and get on 30 minutes or so early so that I can, you know, at least get some shots in and uh, run around mass before I jump right into a scrim against one of the best teams. So yeah. I've always, uh, yeah, I've always tried to keep that mindset of uh, making my, my time count while I'm practicing, especially now when uh, time is more important to me. I have right. less of it. Right. You start to think really critically about the time that you have when you have less of it, I guess, right? Sure, yeah. Productive. Um, right. So eventually you ended up at your first event in Charlotte. Like you said, uh, it was in 2007. It could have been earlier, but you guys were, you got in a fight or something. Roy said he broke his disc. Yeah, he broke his disc one time. It's hard telling with him. He had a. How's had, that punishment? He, he, had, like, he had anger straight. issues as a little. <laughs> he, he punched. He, there was many holes that my dad had a patch in, really? in our house growing up. That he, If I beat him in 1v1 and I talked any uh, bit of crap, he was punching a hole in something. Oh my gosh! Wall door. So yeah, he uh he had anger issues when he was when we were younger. He couldn't he couldn't handle losing to me. Let's put it that way. This uh this makes me think of that. And the only one v one I have to go off of is the uh, the YouTube one in Halo Five where you get one kill on him and he's already got, goes from zero to a hundred and just like yeah. one yeah. kill in the the Halo Five one. You see it in his face and everything. It's oh, just, he just yeah. I mean, it, it goes for me too, but yeah, uh, I'm sure. But you were one, on the punch balls, but yeah. It, yeah, he. <laughs> I don't like losing him either. Let's put it. Let's put it that way. We'll put it blunt. Yeah, you 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 know how to kind of keep a, a cap on it. Uh, yeah. This kind of goes into your into your name a little bit too, because where did the name Lunchbox come from? <laughs> Lunchbox uh, was a name that I don't know how. Well, I guess I do know. How. They, it came from Jay and Silent Bob. They weren't that clever to come up with a nickname on their own. My brothers, but uh, uh, we all loved that movie when we were younger and. I ended up calling me Lunchbox because I was chubby, so that's kind of how it all started. And then, I don't know, just kind of stuck when we had to come up with game uh, gamer tags when we started competing. We we went through a bunch of uh, gamer tags before we actually started competing seriously. So mm. uh, this is one that I, I, I think was one of my first ones, and then we'd, we'd switch it up, and then this is what I ended up going with uh, when we first started competing at the bigger tournaments. You just decided to embrace it, I guess? Yeah, embrace it. That's That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for those of you who don't know Jay and Silent Bob, I actually didn't know. I, I can't believe I didn't know about them, but I did some research. We got a quick clip that we can play just so you guys can get some context. Play it up, Tony. Balls compared to the quick stop. Speaking of Lincoln Balls, man, how about that Justice chick? She is too fine. She smells so fucking pretty. She has a nice voice, too. And that body, fucking smoking. You know, she didn't tell me to fuck off once when I was talking to her, or pull out the fucking pepper spray or anything. No lunchbox? She could be the one. <laughs> yeah, so you know Lunchbox, she could be the one. It's right at the end there. You know, something that's really interesting is I, I looked at from Roy's interview how he came up with his name versus how you came up with yours and how the names that you guys chose kind of shaped your eventual Halo careers. I don't know if you ever thought of that, but like yeah. Roy, the choice for his name came from the Roy's Our Boy chant, which if you think about it, it's like Roy's Our Boy. This is like, it's kind of him almost envisioning being in the center in the spotlight and people chanting his name and you know what I mean? Kind of exploding yeah. in that regard. Lunchbox is Silent Bob. Like you can't have <laughs> right. Jay and Silent Bob without Silent Bob. He's the fundamental part of, of the duo, but he chooses, I don't know if he chooses, I, I haven't seen the, the show, but he's the, he just lets it be, he's quiet. He lets the, he lets Jay talk and, and take the spotlight. And that's kind of how you guys have operated where it's like Roy's, Roy's our boys, the forefront. And you're, you're content with being lunchbox and letting Roy go ahead and, and get the kills and whatever, but doing what you need to do to get the W. Is that kind of how you 
you feel about it? It's... Uh, yeah, I've never thought about it that way, but I would say that's a fairly accurate representation. He's he's kind of always been in the uh, the spotlight because he pulls off yeah. the flashier plays. I mean, in Halo Three, he had the best best shot in my opinion. So he always uh, he put up big numbers throughout our entire Halo Three careers. Won some MVPs. So uh, I just kind of flew under the radar and. Uh, eventually, later on in our Halo careers, I, I, you know, I got more recognition. I think I was, I was right. voted best overall player in uh, Halo Two anniversary. But, uh, yeah, typically, uh, you know, he he got the spotlight, which was totally fine with me. I, I honestly don't really care too much about the individual accolations. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, it's more about you know just getting the win. I, nobody really, the MVPs and stuff are are obviously super super nice, and but those are more. You know, they make you don't get known as much for your MVPs. It's more to me, you know, winning as a team and your 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 tournament wins. So right, right, yeah, right, yeah. It's a very selfless mindset to have, actually, and it's something that we'll, we're going to hearken to again a little bit later. Let's talk about how this career began, though. So you started it off at MLG Charlotte 2007. You're a member of 5K alongside Fear itself and Hokum, kicking things off with a strong fourth place finish. Like you said, it was ride or die. You had to do pretty well in fourth place as well enough to, I think, get some money so you could come back into it. Um, however, Roy told me, oh, sorry, I got that already about the story. So you then followed that up with Charlotte. It was fifth place, uh, sorry, fifth place in Charlotte, fifth in, uh, sorry, you followed up Charlotte with fifth place in Meadowlands, fourth mm-hmm. place in Dallas, fifth in Chicago, fifth in Vegas. So in a short time, you'd already proven that you were a strong force in competitive Halo, and that only intensified in Halo 3 in 2008, where those fourth and fifth places became second and third placements, uh, consistently placing in the top three until 2010, where a crucial team change, adding Cloud and Elamite back to the roster, landed you guys your first victory at MLG Orlando 2010. We're going to play up some MLG Orlando 2010 in the background with no audio. Tell me a bit about this experience uh, of Halo 3, like MLG at the time for you, of course, finally getting that win after all these second, third place, uh, you know, placements. Um, And then just recognizing that you're part of something so huge and exciting. Like, what was your relationship with Halo at the time? Did you see it as a career path? Yeah, I think uh, starting in in 2008, uh, MLG always took care of Justin and I uh, and the teams that we were on. We were sponsored by uh, Old Spice. Basically, the sponsorships worked back in the day. Just MLG would pick who they wanted to represent the brands interested in becoming or coming into Halo. So MLG always took care of Justin and I, thankfully. We were sponsored by Old Spies for a couple of seasons. I was sponsored by Stride. He was sponsored by Dr. Pepper. Uh, so it became it became where, uh, you know, apparent to us that we could make a pretty good career out of this for a time anyway. So uh, that we, you know, we had, I think, three or four or two or three second place finishes before uh, Orlando 2010. Uh, so finally getting this this win was was huge for us. It was kind of getting over that hump of second place that we hadn't done yet. And this team that we put together with Cloud and, and Elamite, you know, we kind of clicked right from the start and we grinded. And um, I think it showed we, we ended up faltering towards the end of uh, our team's uh, lifespan here in the end of 2010. But that was also going against a really good FB team with the solo or two victory and fear. So, mm-hmm. uh yeah, this was a this was a huge milestone for us to win win our first one. I think it it kind of changes your mindset once you know that you can. Uh, you know, we always thought we could win. Uh, we thought we had you know the potential to do it, but until you actually do it, um, I think it. Yeah, I think it does change your mindset maybe just a little bit. 
Right. That's kind of like an important click in your brain where it's like instead of saying we are capable of this, it's we are we have achieved it. You know, it's, yeah. it's it's a goal that you've reached. So it's just about continuing to follow up on that. Right. You already know you've proven to yourself, I guess, that you can be that number one. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's kind of where this success led to the creation of Roy Box. Right. You became this big duo force to be reckoned with. It's not just about the Ogre Twins anymore. You guys have taken the spotlight. And then, yeah, especially Roy, whose playstyle got him some of the MVP uh, MLG awards. But people were starting to wonder how you were so good. And in the interview with Chris Puckett, uh, Roy had some nice words to share about your role in the team. Let's check out that uh, that moment right there. Roy, break down Lunchbox's game. Lunchbox, break down Roy. Uh, Lunchbox is just like Walsh said, uh, one of the most selfless players in the game. He does all the dirty work and does whatever it takes, and that's why I usually get the glory, but without him, I wouldn't be half the player I am, and I feel like without me, he wouldn't be half the player that he is, so I just feel like our playstyles complement each other perfectly for Halo 3 in particular. Well, it's definitely... Okay, first of all, where are your eyes in that? I was I about to say the same thing, dude. What, how much hair did I have? I can't see your eyes. <laughs> like, how did you see the screen? You must it's have even, had, like, yeah. Sorry. It's even more impressive that I was competing at Halo. You know, right. yeah, against the best without being able to see, <laughs> hidden behind my eyes or hidden you behind my hair. hair. I think yeah. when you shook your head, I saw your eyes for a split second. Your hair like flipped <laughs> up, and then it came right back over. Yeah, I'm not sure what I was, uh, <laughs> what I was thinking back then, but I guess we all have those uh, younger years, questionable yeah. uh, appearance choices. Yeah, for sure. And and so what do you think that means, I guess, being the most selfless player on the team? Yeah, th I mean, there was many times in, in Halo 3 especially that Justin had good opportunities to, to part ways with me. Uh, he got, I think, uh, one of the better offers was to go to TD. I remember mm -hmm. Mason, uh, Hysteria, SK, and Justin maybe was an option that got thrown out for him. And uh, he always stuck by my side. and especially probably in those years it wasn't i wasn't considered uh you know a top a top one or two player but mm -hmm. as soon as we started winning all that changes you know it's all based on kind of your placings and uh my stats weren't going to show that i was uh you know a top one or top two player because you know I, I just never in those games put up the big stats i i never got the snipers that often but i mean i've always feel like i was able to go off with them when i got them there's there's a right. few times that yeah, I remember Guardian Ball game in particular where I just I kept hitting hitting snipes and you get one pick on Guardian Ball and you're going to keep your setup usually because you know you get numbers right off of that one snipe. But anyways, yeah, he he you know he always stuck by my side and he always gave me a lot of credit about being being a selfless player. But you know he des he deserved just as much as me because he was putting up the big numbers and you know he never missed. So yeah, it's it's something that I you know whatever. Whatever I have to do to to help the team win has always kind of been my mindset, and you know, I, I it's even now if if you know with this team that I have, I'm confident that any of my teammates are going to cover me if I'm running a flag or if I'm getting in hills. So mm -hmm. uh, I I feel very confident, and I feel like my awareness is super high when I am running flags and when I am in hills. So I feel like when I'm in those positions, I'm helping give our team the best chance to win those games. 
Yeah, literally, as you're mentioning this, I'm thinking of all the plays that I, I did get a chance to see it. I wish I played here because your your flag runs were incredible when they showed in the, the thank you, Roy and Lunchbox video. It's just the quality is so bad. But yeah. you would go from Roy's shots and then it would switch over to you and you would hit these like incredible flag runs to like close the game where if you like you were off by like a frame, you wouldn't have got that in. That would have been that would have been a stop flag right there. So some pretty like in, incredible moments. I was wondering. Uh, was there is there something like kind of different about how you would practice or the way that you saw the game that kind of differs from most Halo players when it's more like oh I you know I I want to have a better shot or a better individual skill than somebody but maybe you saw Halo in kind of a different light like okay so how can our team kind of set up strategically in this situation or or what do you think? Yeah, I feel like I was I was definitely always more uh, interested in the bigger picture right and like. Some some players would watch film and they would pick out an individual battle that somebody lost, and and Justin would do it too. Right. Um, I've done it, you know, before as well, probably. But I would typically try and come up with like one individual battle. To me, is never going to win or lose a game. Like, it, you know, if you lose a battle for fifty forty nine, that lost you the game. But how many other sure. plays led up to that forty nine forty nine situation? Could we have played it better? So it's easy to pick and point blame at one battle and. Uh, you know, deflect the blame to, you know, put it on one person's shoulders, but I've never been a fan of that. Typically, that's just going to create hostility, and uh, it's never good for the team. So, you know, if you can avoid doing that and just try and watch film and actually come up with, uh, you know, what setups did, did we have that worked? You know, when did we go on this seven-kill deficit? And stuff like that, I think, is good to look at in a game, but uh, it's certainly tough to do that sometimes. If you lose a a close fly game where somebody lost an individual battle they should have won at the end of the game. But again, it's, you know, those battles are going to happen. It, you know, you're not going to win every single battle, yeah. know, even the ones that you probably should. So, uh, yeah, I think that's, it's, it's just good to try and focus on the bigger picture when you're going over uh, film or even just going over stuff after practice uh, when you're playing, playing with your full team. So uh, yeah. that's kind of always been how I've tried to approach it. And it's something that's especially true in Halo 3 as well, right? Because just the power of one individual player isn't as much as, let's say, a guy in Halo 5 can do with all of his abilities. In Halo 3, your, you know, your ability to work with your team is just so crucial. So understanding that bigger picture is, is huge and not always being fixated on whether or not you won that, that one individual battle. Yeah. Um, now, of course, you guys continued onwards into Halo Reach. And when that rolled around, you uh, continued to achieve new heights as a competitive player, forming what was known as the God Squad at the time with yourself, Roy, Ogre 2, and Ola. And apparently this is, sorry, not apparently, this became one of the most dev devastating rosters in competitive Halo. Uh, it was like you guys were completely in sync. Ogre 2 actually shared his thoughts, and apparently he felt like he was one of the twins. Let's see what he said. When those guys were performing at the top, man, they, it was it was unbelievable the teamwork that we had. I felt I felt like a you know Dan wasn't on the team, but I felt like I was part of that that duo again. And it was uh, I was like I was like the triplet, you know. I guess the coward got claim to that, but you know between the four of us, it was like quadruplets plus an Ola. Like how do you beat that? That's a lot of teamwork. <laughs> That's a lot of teamwork. The two times we stopped. So. <laughs> Take me, take me through a bit of the experience on that squad, because it sounds like it was kind of bittersweet in a way, because the stats on paper throughout Halo Reach, was it was like the glory days for you guys. You were absolutely destroying the competition. But then later on, unfortunately, Halo's path was kind of taking a downward spiral as an eSport, and things kind of started to crumble with the release of Halo 4. Tell me a bit about that, that whole God Squad experience. Uh, seems like a big moment for you. Yeah, I would say, that, you know, as far as my favorite teammates I've ever teamed with, it would be Ola, Eric, and... 
and Ogre 2. And Tom, during that time, we just clicked so well with him. We just, you know, our mindsets were the same. Uh, our practices were so, uh, I mean, they were just so useful. We we would accomplish a lot and actually work on stuff, whereas uh, a ton of the teams I had in the past, you know, mainly like Halo 5 and stuff, some of the guys just, you know, you go through the, the motions every night of practice, but nobody's actually learning anything. Nobody's actually uh, trying to better themselves as a player. It's all just, you know, a lot of guys just don't have the mindset that, that I had for so many years right. that I team with in Halo 5 in particular. But uh, mm. I think it's just such a, a good mindset to have where everybody's coming to practice. You know, uh, to me, it's just such a waste of time to do anything different, to, to come to practice and not give it your full effort. And right. Focus on any mistakes you could be making. There was I, I remember one time specifically that we made somebody a, a top player quit out in an online scrim. I think it might have been TJ. Okay. Uh, we spawn rocketed him like four times on Sanctuary <laughs> in H2A. Like he literally was on spawn for four spawns in a row. Oh my god! I, I mean, we were just yeah, yeah. Our our team was was super good at the time in Halo Reach, and it's unfortunate the game didn't have the popularity that uh, you know the previous ones, previous Halos had, but. Uh, yeah, we we definitely clicked on all cylinders with that team, and uh, probably had the two arguably best players in the game with Ola and uh, Justin. Um, and I feel like that was one of my better halos as well. So, and Tom just always kind of like me, just fills in where he's needed. And uh, you know, me and me and Tom doing that with Justin and Ola slaying, we were pretty hard to beat for sure. Yeah, and uh, of course it was TJ getting caught in the uh, rocket loop there. And I'm sure he was very <laughs> thankful to get to join you guys later and not have to deal with it for a little while because H2A you guys dominated. Yeah, I think it was TJ. Don't quote me on it, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I vaguely remember it being TJ. But yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was it was funny. Just you know, we that was one of our better nights of screaming. We were just we were we were definitely playing well that night. <laughs> right, right. Um, so yeah, of course. Uh, so Halo Four comes out. Things get it goes through a bit of a dark period. What happened for you then? You kind of stepped away from Halo. Yeah, Halo Four. The the tournaments ended up becoming more like local events and stuff. So right. uh, for me, as soon as it as soon as it became a point where I could I could not make a living off of it, essentially, I was going to move on and and kind of move into the next step in my life. So that's ended up being what what Justin and I did. I ended up going to one or two events with. Uh, just you know, pick up squads essentially, but uh, AGL. Yeah, right? yeah, it was me, Ola, Kobe, and Sargoth, and we ended up getting I think third or fourth. But mm. uh, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that the game didn't have the popularity it was because I feel like I, I was I was really good at Halo Four as well. But uh, we went to that first event uh, where uh, people had played the game before it had come out. So our that God Squad team had went into it with none of us really playing the game at all. So right. Uh, we were getting killed by weapons we had never heard of and, uh, you know, routes that we had never seen on maps. So that was the only real event we had with that team. And again, yeah, it's just unfortunate because I feel like we would have been super good with that team in Halo 4 as well. But yeah, just the, the popularity, the tournaments weren't there. So it was just time for me to uh, to hang it up at the time and move on. Yeah, yeah, which... Definitely would have been devastating, but you guys made a pretty quick comeback, right? Because Halo 2 or H2A came around. You guys, uh, not only did you prove that you still had what it took to compete, you came back with one of the most dominant performances ever in Halo. And there's this quote from Victory X as well. Apparently, this is when you became the better twin. Let's hear what he said. Just fire the other team better put down the controllers because there's nothing they can do. 
It's true, man. Roy, he was a beast in Halo 3, beast in H2A. But I think Lunch actually took over in H2A, became the better twin. And, uh, you know, they've been dominating ever since. In 2010, they And on top of that, we also have a quick overkill to showcase before I ask you about this. Let's show the overkill as well. And then get the touch, and he touched it just a second too early. It didn't end up being punched in that situation, but had a member of Excellence poked out around that moment, he could have been taken down and given up rockets. In comes Unlegit, though, stops the cap. However, I think this is going to be EG putting one on the board. Rocket comes down. There's a big double kill, and there we go. Roy's rubber. Will we see the trip? Yes, we do. Lunchbox cleaning up for the triple kill. Will he get the overkill? Yes, he does. Lunchbox destroying EX, kind of saying, you know, guys, you had one flag, I've given you it. Four, oh, four down now from Lunchbox, doing some damage with those rockets. Now, so what do you think? Did something start clicking in H2A that wasn't before, or were you always the better twin? Yeah, for whatever reason, I, I don't know. I just felt like everything did kind of click in that game for me. I felt like individually, I was, uh, I was really good, and just my knowledge of the game was 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 very high. I don't know that anybody knew the game. Uh, better than me. I feel like I was just a, a very smart player in that game. So uh, it was it was a lot of fun with the team that we had because I feel like uh, Eric, I mean Eric was insane at that game, and and so was Justin and TJ. So we just had a super good. Uh, I mean, probably the best roster. Uh, unfortunately, without without Ola at the time, you know, because he ended up injuring his hand. So it would have been right. nice to see what we could have done with Ola. Uh, but yeah, it was just a. It was a good team that we were able to uh, ended up putting together after Ola hurt himself. So just glad that uh, you know we had that chance to to kind of put the that string of events together because it was a lot of fun to be a part of, honestly. Right. I noticed at the time you and Towie were doing a lot of work together to try to create content as well. You had kind of a, a sanctuary uh, like map tutorial on just how to play the map, uh, how to control the map and spawns. What do you think? Yeah, he that that was kind of at the beginning stage of Tally getting into the content game, and right. I, I think just kind of trying to uh, figure out if there was um, a career in that. I guess in Halo, because Halo was uh, not at its most popular, but it was kind of on the rebound, I guess, at that point after Halo Four. But uh, that's kind of where it all started with with Tally kind of just trying to test in the waters, and then uh, it ended up evolving into the. Uh, the up to speeds or whatever that he did for EG. So I think those are pretty well received by pretty much everybody. Yeah, I mean, it definitely led into some creative ideas. Of course, one of them was the, like both of you guys playing on the exact same controller together. We saw that as the pre-roll. A cool thing about that is like the, the whole narrative here is that apparently Roy has the better shot, but you have the better mind and the awareness, the objective play for the game. And when you watch this, this these moments, when you guys are playing on the same controller in Tawi's video, it kind of looks true. Like, let's show the one where Roy's aiming first. I'm going to play it up. Isn't that it? <laughs> well, yeah, a little, that. A little passive. Map, so. A little passive. Can you, I'm trying you to yeah. clamber up on this because he's right above us. Yeah, I know. There's multiple guys out here. Let's just get the fuck out. Like, why are we sticking around? We were going to push Sneaky and push the one guy while the other guy came around us. We would have been out of there. Out of there. You're fucking whole. Hey, 
<laughs> yes, Tony, I'm not sure if you have it, if you do happen to have it or you can get a little bit later. So the first one is on regret and it's just Roy like nailing a couple of shots. And then the next one is Empire, the very beginning of Empire where he just, Roy just runs into the fight and he can't figure <laughs> out how to clamber. That's what I wanted to show. And it's just a perfect. If you keep it going, he tries to. He tells. He's like telling you to clamber, and he's the one. Yeah, right here. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Jump off the what are you doing? It's a jump again. Are you fucking retarded? <laughs> How do I have this on my team? I honestly, honestly, you just have to press the jump button a second time and he's yelling at you to jump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's he's not real bright sometimes. <laughs> of course, you guys are you're bickering the whole time and this has become a main staple of, of you as a duo. Uh, is this how you've always been from the very beginning? Oh, yeah. Yes. We've always, uh, well, here's the funny side note. So, like, Ogre 2 and Ogre 1, I don't feel like ever had a rap of bickering. Uh -huh. uh, I mean, really, nobody saw them bicker tournaments. But at Lands, they were they were as big of bickers as Justin and I. Really? Yeah, they were, they were super back and forth with each other. We went to one of the first Lands at their parents' house in Pickerington, and... I mean, I remember, I remember the entire like drive there and everything. We were super excited because this was in 2007 when we were kind of still on the come up and uh, right. having a chance to land with the ogres and Walsh and uh, Strongside was an insane opportunity. So, anyways, we get there and I think they were playing Exit Wounds the uh, few days before, and then we were getting there, and then they were going to land us the next uh, three or four days, but. I remember getting there in the middle of one of their scrims against Exit Wounds, and Tom and Dan were just going back and forth on a lockout ball game, just uh, you know, just basically trying to uh, go at each other and what they want to do in a certain situation. But oh my god, we we Justin and I have always been the same. I feel like it's a kind of a a, a brotherly thing, you know, like right. we no filter with each other. We're able to say what we want to one another, and sometimes it's harsh, sometimes it's not, but typically it's harsh. But that's just, a, yeah, I mean, we're just, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we still, you know, still family. We still love each other, so we get over it fast. Yeah, and ultimately, ultimately the objective is improvement, of course. Exactly. Uh, so you can get better. Um, now, there was one moment. Um, oh, okay, so specifically at lands, though, apparently you guys can't even sit together as well. And we have footage of this, too. There's images. Tony, if you can throw up the pictures. Um, you guys, is this specifically so that you don't bicker? That is absolutely calculated, yeah. We don't <laughs> typically don't want to sit right next to each other. Because he he has, well, I'm, I'm sure I do, too. But, like, if if he dies or if I die, we look at each other's screens. He, he does it the worst, though, where he'll, like, he'll see something I'm doing and shake his head. And then I want to grab his neck and shake his head <laughs> in person. But yeah. yeah, we, we just, it's better for us to separate. Like he, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I, I feel like it's a good thing too. Cause we've played together for 
what, 15 years now, 10, 15 years. Uh, so I feel like I know what he's going to do in a lot of situations where, uh, you know, somebody else you wouldn't necessarily be able to predict his movement or his play. So right. I don't feel like we necessarily need to sit next to each other, but uh, I would say that's also covering up the fact that, yeah, we would just bicker too. <laughs> yeah. we, just, we just don't need to be sitting next to each other because, even at tournaments, if one of us sees a play that we don't agree with, we'll say something, whereas we probably shouldn't right. at a tournament. Just keep it all positive, you know? Right, right. Last thing you want to do is negatively affect mindset, I guess. So you strategically right. have yourself, uh, you have a player in between each other. It's absolutely um, strategic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, of course, following H2A, you had H25, sorry, H25 with the Halo 5. <laughs> Uh, that uh, was a bit of a roller coaster. So it kicked off with some drama. You lost Lethal, but then there was this massive victory, the X Games gold medal, which we'll play up a bit of X Games in the background. Uh, how how did this go? What did you feel about this this moment here? I mean, winning would have been amazing after that. Yeah, the, the X Games event is definitely probably top two or three wins uh, for us just because of this scenario with TJ. And it ended up working out, I mean, as good as anybody could have ever hoped for for him. Uh, with the team change, you know, after this, they ended up being, you know, they still are one of the most dominant teams. But uh, this this win for us was uh, was rewarding just to to prove to him that, uh, you know, he made a mistake at the time, but ended up obviously not being a mistake for him. He he, he proved us wrong in the long run. But uh, yeah, this was this was uh, just this, this, the circumstances of being uh, at X Games and. You know, with this team, we ended up picking up uh, commonly last minute because uh, TJ ended up leaving fairly close to the deadline, so we didn't have a lot of time to find a teammate. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's one of my fondest memories in Halo. I can tell you that. Awesome. Yeah, and I mean, it started off amazing. Unfortunately, Halo Five, like I said, a bit of a roller coaster. What did you think of the game? Uh, kind of towards the end, of course, you guys started to not get the same kind of enjoyment from competing in Halo towards the end, Roy. Of course, uh, when they retired, and then we have the retirement video, which we can show some of. Uh, but yeah, what did you think of your experience with Halo Five? Yeah, I feel I feel like Halo Five just didn't cater well to to Justin and I in particular with radar and automatics and stuff. I feel like, especially me, I, you know, it takes takes a lot of the skill out when you have radar, and you know, you don't have to make a heads up play because you can see the little red dot uh, right. moving around. And uh, yeah, there's crouch watching and crouch walking and stuff, but. Yeah, for me, I just feel like it took a long time to nail down decent settings, and um, at that point, I, we were, we weren't picking from the top of the barrel a lot of times uh, when coming when trying to find a team, and and not to disrespect any of our teammates, it definitely you know we were teaming with, with who we should have been, but uh, we didn't get that squad together that we were super confident in. I don't feel like for a long time. Yeah, so, especially after Eric and and Justin and I parted parted ways, but. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't wasn't a uh, our best game, and our placings definitely showed that. So, yeah, you kind of you would keep kind of cycling through different players, and you couldn't find that right click. Like I think you had Contra and Progenitor, and you had tapping buttons. So yeah, yeah, and it would just kind of keep switching. I think yeah, the biggest thing was just the lack of a, an update, a competitive focus update, where they removed the ARs, they toned down the the radar. When it did happen, Roy was already checked out at the time yeah, that, that actually happened. I think the first season of Halo 5, Justin was one of the best players in the game, honestly. Right. I feel like if, yeah, I was definitely not to where I needed to be. Uh, but definitely after that, after the world, after our Worlds, uh, 
fifth place. We ended up losing to Tox uh, in the single limb championship bracket or whatever. So, uh, unfortunate for us, too, we played the, the best team at the tournament in the first round. So, I feel like we were probably, you know, the second second best team, maybe third best team at that event, but ended up losing a game five to Renegades in pool play, which ended up screwing us. So, yeah, looking back, it sucks, but you live and you learn. Yeah. And uh, big shout out to Towie here. Tony, you can play the uh, the video in the background there, the goodbye video. Towie did an amazing job with this. Um, and yeah, just just unbelievable throughout. This is kind of, uh, I think, his words at the end of it. One of the biggest things, or not biggest thing, um, but I noticed that Roy was just kind of bawling throughout. I mean, rightfully so. It was a very emotional moment. But uh, but you were doing okay. Look at you. You're you're having a you're 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 keeping it together. Yeah, <laughs> that was the uh, well. I knew something was up because Ty was acting weird, and he had been acting weird for a while trying to get all these interviews. But he did this as uh, like a secret, as a surprise for Justin and I. So it was one of the nicest things I think that anybody's ever done for for me and and Justin. But uh, for him to put this much amount of time and uh effort into it and I, I think justin was emotional too because this was he knew this was his last or he thought this was going to be his last hail event ever right so it was it was definitely yeah it, it was super emotional for him but i knew that i was going to be uh well i was still going to try and compete so i ended up competing for three or four more events after this but mm-hmm. uh ended up uh stopping after that yeah now, of course, you're so looked up to by so many people and respected by so many people. There were some amazing testimonials in that video. Uh, there was one moment I really liked. It was Ola when he shared his thoughts. Let's see what Ola had to say. Yeah, yeah. Finally beat you later. Don't, don't come back, please. Honestly, just to be real, Lunchbox and I had a, a bond that it's really hard to describe. Him and I were really, honestly, best friends when we were teaming. And even after, we're we're not as connected as we used to be, but that's that's how it happens. Life gets in the way, but I'll still always love him. And obviously, same with Justin Roy. Love you, Jason. And obviously, I love you too, Justin. But I love you, Jason. <laughs> Just the way they love you, Justin. But I love you, Jason. I like that. Uh, how long you guys been friends? You guys seem to go way back. Yeah, Ola. Well, we started a team with Ola in 2011, I think. So. Uh, we knew him obviously before that, but that's when we really connected and, uh, I mean, we put that God squad team together and Ola and I really just kind of hit it off and, uh, yeah, we just, we kind of just, we, we got to know each other really well and, uh, enjoyed each other's company. I feel like he's one of the, he's one of the coolest and most unique people that I've met in Halo. So that's a, a high compliment that I could pay for, for someone. Cause you know, even now having the opportunity to team with him again was such a uh, a blessing for, for, for me, especially because, well, like you said, you know, once we stop teaming, it's, it's hard to stay in touch in the Halo world uh, for me because you're competing against each other. So mm-hmm. it's hard to uh, to, to maintain a, a super close friendship, or at least it is for me because, uh, you know, like you said, life gets in the way. And, uh, you know, I was working full time and trying to compete and stuff. It was just hard for me to... Uh, uh, invest a lot of time and and keeping in touch with people. Or not hard. I'm just not. That's just something I'm not very good at. So, uh, yeah, it was super nice to be able to play with Ola again, especially uh, both him and Eric. But yeah, it's been a while since we had the chance to team with Ola, and uh, I definitely miss being around him and and having conversations with him. He's 
he's such a uh, <laughs> he's a funny guy to uh, have any conversation with. Yeah, Super it's really smart, dude. just he knows he knows so much about just stuff you wouldn't expect him to know a bunch about. He just does does his research and yeah, he's he's a character. See, this is what I want to know. This is I want Ola on the show so I can learn about all of this, you know, his, <laughs> his knowledge. And he's a funny guy. Like I, I'll listen to the Twitch and I'll I'll hear some of his comments when he gets nice and relaxed and he's chilling. He just says whatever kind of comes to mind, and you see this hilarious side of Ola's personality. Or if you listen um, in the HCS Invitational when they were playing those kind of side events where it wasn't really competitive, you can hear Ola kind of getting into it and having a fun time. It was great to see. Yeah, um, that's yeah. another side note that. I those events that they played at the Invitational, the big team battle, the snipe down versus lethal, those were, I feel like that's uh, the content that Halo tournaments need in between uh, either slow match, you know, slow days for matches or, uh, you know, even if it's pre-recorded and you're playing it during breaks. That To me, that's always been one of the biggest issues with Halo tournaments is the breaks in between games and series. Right. It's just, I mean, it's ridiculous how long it is. It's ridiculous for us. I can only imagine, you know, if, can you imagine a 15-minute commercial break at home? This is kind of a side ramp, but yeah, right. I, I think that was super. That that tournament, all event long, just felt like they had something playing nonstop. The breaks were super short. Uh, just ran, ran really well in terms of the content uh, that they were putting out for for the viewers. So uh, those events were super fun. The big team battle one that we played in was a lot of fun. You know, you yeah. don't get the chance of playing competitive big team battle games very often. So I can't. You were on. Were you on Roy's team? Uh yes, he was on our team. I was yeah, on, on the winning team. team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we, we were on the winning team. Yeah, the stacked team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Eric, he, I, Eric maybe drew the short short straw on that one. He was on the other team. He was complaining uh, on from team the start. Walsh. Yeah. <laughs> Before it started, all I could hear is snipe downs. Like we're talking about how how poorly stacked the rosters were against us. It was yeah, it was, it was, yeah. It was fun. It was and I completely agree. I think that style of event it needs to happen more. We've been talking about it. At least I've been talking about it with everybody since it happened on just kind of that unique grassroots perspective and how Halo really just, you know, it benefits from something like that. It really kind of shines when we can showcase all the other aspects of Halo that are so exciting, like Big Team Battle or like these kind of goofy modes and whatnot, and maybe have like an only sticks on uh, on Heretic, like FFA or something, sticks only. And there, there's just so much you can do. That would right. be a great time for the audience. And yeah, it, have less downtime in between games to keep things exciting. So completely agree there. Um, of course, following that, we had uh, DreamHack as well. How was DreamHack for you? I know you guys, you won the HCS Invitational, which is amazing, but DreamHack, there was a little bit more competition. You had Fallen Esports coming in with a hell of a roster. What do you think of your performance there? Yeah, I think DreamHack, we just, we were kind of one step off all of it long as a team. And uh, yeah, just, we lost uh, a lot of close series. Uh, we lost, or we were down 2 to Falling Esports in the pool play and ended up coming back and win 3-2. Uh, lost to Tox and some fairly close games, and then uh, ended up losing to uh, Falling Esports to get knocked out. But yeah, just definitely wasn't our best weekend as a team. And uh, yeah, not much, not much else to say. We just didn't, we definitely did not perform as well as we did in uh, uh, Austin as a team. And uh, Tox definitely showed that they were the best team that event. It was interesting, though, because you started off the day so hot versus Infinite. Like, you guys ran over Infinite. We were thinking you were you're going to make a huge comeback there. How did you feel coming off of that? Like, it just seemed like... Yeah, we played... That was a that was a really good series for us. I just... Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely don't feel like we got their best that series, though. So, uh, in their defense with, with that with that scoreline, I mean, we 3 0 them, but uh, that was definitely not their best um, that we played there. So, for whatever reason, they were off... Uh, 
as a team. So, yeah, that was that yeah. definitely falling esports ended up beating us pretty good. So it was it was definitely uh I yeah definitely we definitely all, I think everybody in our team left feeling like we could have played better. Uh, maybe yeah. not as much individually as more as a as a team, but it happens. Yeah, of course, there's more Halo 3 to come. There's Face It in London. It's a bit of a ways away. Do you guys think there's any chance you might be able to make it over? Yeah, there's definitely a chance. Uh, we're supposed to have a discussion about it, I think, this weekend. So, uh, yeah, it definitely. Well, I ended up retiring in Halo 5 when they announced the Halo 5 event over in London, but uh, uh-huh. I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind going back over over there. So I, me and my wife went on vacation there last year. Nice. To, uh, Harrison, London. So it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of fun over there. So yeah. we'll uh, we'll see. We we uh, definitely need to talk about it as a team. It's a, it's a lot of traveling and right, uh, but it's a two day event, which is kind of nice for for Roy and I, at least with work. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a, a definitely a good possibility. Yeah, well, we'd love to see you there, man. And of course, as we get towards uh, kind of the end point of the interview here, I, I also want to remind you guys in the chat, if you have any questions for Lunchbox, feel free to start asking those questions now. Let's have a quick chat about some of the uh, the recent ongoings in Halo. Of course, we have MCCPC. We had our release trailer for uh, for Halo Infinite, the uh, the Discover Hope trailer. What do you think of uh, Halo Infinite so far, by the way? Are you excited? I'm excited for it, but... Uh... Yeah, we just don't have much to go off of yet, so I don't want to get my hopes up too much. But I, I just hope they take their time and and release something that they are are proud of and happy with. Because mm-hmm. uh, there, nobody was proud or happy with how MCC came out right. uh, on release. So just and obviously they released Halo Five, and that didn't have any flaws off the off the release. At least not like MCC. But yeah, just you know, just making sure that everything is 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 good with the release no issues with that because i mean that alone is what can just just destroy game off launch you know it's completely kills the hype and uh the big streamers aren't going to play it if they can't find games or the game doesn't even load so uh yeah i mean obviously i don't think they would make that same mistake twice but i'm just trying to keep a reserved optimist optimistic uh uh mindset about it Definitely excited to see what they what they come up with. It seems like they, I mean they've had a quite a bit of time to work on this game now, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping we see some uh, some new stuff, but sprinkled in with with some of the old stuff that kind of uh, made Halo as popular as what it was. Right. I'm assuming you're a fan of the look and the uh, the sounds and the music and everything in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. I think the trailer was 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 sweet. You know, you get the uh, kind of the old school Halo music and uh you know master chief and whatnot but yeah for me uh, you know for me it's kind of all about the competitive 4v4 aspect of it personally so they gotta you know that's gotta be that's gotta be good or else you know i probably uh yeah it'd be tough for me to grind you know you can only grind campaigns so much and yeah i haven't played the last couple campaigns in the in the halo so yeah yeah Yeah. you're right just because we saw the trailer and the look of that doesn't mean that that feel could carry over to multiplayer it could be a totally separate thing i guess right yeah um, i mean the, and the, the camp you know the campaigns are always fun i just you know nowadays it's it just doesn't appeal to me as much as much as it used to we used to grind the crap out of halo one's campaign and halo 2 halo 3 but uh anymore you know i'm all about the uh the competitive aspect i guess i don't have as much time so i'll right. try and do the, the competitive aspect and 
as far as the competitive side of things goes, do you think if they was they were to take it all the way back to let's say like Halo Three mechanics, do you think that would be the best way to go, or should they try to find a middle ground somewhere? What are you thinking as far as? Uh... It's tough to say. Uh, I don't think that you can just. I don't think it's good to just take it back to kind of what Halo Three was because you know it gets stale fast if you're kind of reverting to what you did. 12 years ago or whatever mm-hmm. it was when Halo 3 re- released. So I think you definitely got to find a middle ground because there was definitely some aspects of Halo 5 that were not, you know, cool, interesting and stuff. But, uh, you know, to me, things like Clamber and stuff just kind of really uh, noob up the game a little bit, if you will, with just, sure. you know, there's no skill in jumps anymore. You can miss a jump and then you're clambering back up to make the jump mm-hmm. and and things like that. You don't get punished for mistakes as much with, with abilities like that. So... Things like thrusts and stuff, uh, I don't feel like are necessarily bad uh, if you can implement it in a in a positive way that kind of helps with you know gameplay, I guess, or makes it better. Yeah, yeah. I'm open for for you know different aspects in the game. It just has to it it has to impact the game in a positive way. And things like clamber, I just don't think did. Yeah, understandable. I think a lot of it's going to come down to hopefully having some sort of testing or a beta where you give feedback and hopefully that. The communication there, you know, happens quickly. There's a, a good conversation going on between what they give us and what we appreciate about it, and kind of uh, if they can follow up quickly and make the necessary changes. But I do think that, yeah, maybe finding some sort of a sweet middle ground. They have to continue to innovate. They can't just, you know, bring it all the way back. And like you said, there are some really cool things about Halo Five, like the thrust mechanic. I think that uh, does have some, you know, some value in the uh, in the Halo toolkit. Let's say. Uh, yeah, it could be used in cool ways. So we'll we'll see what they do with it. And yeah, of course, we're going to be keeping a close eye on it when they release all of this uh, information. Let's see what the chat has to say about stuff like this as well. Maybe they have some questions on uh, on these topics. We've got Joey Clutch in the chat at UGC. Does Lunchbox have a Halo rival? I think I already know who that would be. A Halo rival? Yeah, if I had to go with anybody, it would probably be Roy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we never we never really played against each other in a serious tournament, but uh at least not that i can think of off the top of my head but yeah we i mean we're constantly competing with one another to do better in each and every game and uh yeah just it's a it's a constant uh competition throughout our entire lives no matter what we're doing whether rather uh whether it's playing checkers or uh you know (laughs) at work now as an electrician you're always trying to be better than your brother Right. So kind of a different rivalry. Like you're on the same team, but still just pushing each other to improve and play your best. Maybe even, you know, whatever shows on the scoreboard or, or exactly. certain plays. Yeah. Though, what what would you say uh, as far as a Halo rival that's not on your team? It's like a uh, I would say the player. biggest one I probably had, well, in recent memory, was probably Kratos, just because he taught, you know, he Kratos, was, always a nice. talk, he was always a talker, so... Yeah, I remember the one event we beat him, and I did the uh, the Degeneration X suck it uh, <laughs> to him. But yeah, he's probably the one that I could think of in recent memory. But it wasn't much; it wasn't that much of a rivalry. You know, we weren't neither of us were really competing for for first at that at that right. you know moment in time. But uh, yeah, he's I don't know. I can't think of it. I guess lethal because when he left our team. But right, right, but, yeah. Yeah. I've always always kind of got along with everybody. I guess when a teammate leaves, they become your rival for the next event at least. Right. You know, because you want to beat whoever either left your team or you drop. So, uh, yeah, that's always been kind of my mindset. Just don't lose to whoever left or you dropped. Yeah. 
definitely sounds like you don't hold any kind of grudges or uh, bad blood at any of the players. But um, that kind of reminds me, though, what happened to Kratos? Do you have any idea where, he, where he's at? Is he playing other games? I've got, no, I've got no idea. I think he was trying <laughs> to compete Call of Duty, but I'm not Call sure Duty, how that's going yeah. for him. Yeah, I don't, I don't follow. I'm not a, I'm not a heavy Kratos follower. True, true. Uh, Dilheimer says, uh, will we get a lunchbox return to streaming? <laughs> yeah, that I've, uh, I was planning on doing it late last week, and then ended up just not getting it around to. We worked been super busy. This is a bad time, unfortunately, with work. Uh, we get super busy in the summertime because uh, we get a lot of work for uh, the university that I live near, but I'll definitely be returning to, to sort of plan on returning to streaming, um, maybe sometime this week even, but yeah, definitely, definitely plan on it. Appreciate, awesome. uh, Dilly Hammer is one of, uh, one of my followers and subscribers, so I appreciate you. Awesome. Uh, Tez, Tezka Coates, I think, hopefully I got that right. Tezka, uh, yeah. Tezka Coates, yeah, Lunchbox, how long did it take you to teach Towie how to juggle? <laughs> oh, I, I saw the old Towie juggling video, by the way, like Towie. way back at the uh, land house. Yeah. Towie is a legendary juggler, but he's very yeah. hard to get to do it. Like, okay. Almost impossibly hard. There's only a couple videos out there probably of him juggling. Right. You got to get him real hyped up. You know, it takes a lot of, it takes about a good 10, 20 minutes, sometimes more of, uh, <laughs> of telling him how good a juggling is and how much everybody wants to watch him. And then he pulls off. Uh, you know, at the, the one the video that circulated there for a little while was the one at the Pinocchio's house. Right, uh, that's it. Shout out to them, but uh, he was juggling fruit or something. Yep, like decorative uh, fruit. Uh, but yeah, he's he competed at it when he was younger. Okay, he went to competitions for it. So, but he doesn't like to make that very known. Oh so. no! Did you actually find it? This oh my god, it. this is it. This is it. This is it. Look at Tao. Yo, Tao has changed big yeah, time, he's man. He's changed a lot. Yeah. This <laughs> is it. I don't remember he, who made this. This is probably Bravo that made this, this is actually. Bravo. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> it was incredible, too, just as a side note, since there's no audio, that, what the Pinocchios put together oh, for, for sure. Halo with all this, you know, that. To have this many people in their house, they fed us, they they provided a place for us all to sleep and just grind Halo. I feel like that Halo 3 was some of the most competitive days of Halo because of that. Absolutely. We land multiple times for every event a lot of times. Yeah, and I, I keep bringing uh, some of the interviews I have. I bring people back to this this house often so that we can do like a tour and people can get a sense of just what the environment was like. Because it, it looks like such a special experience. Oh, it was, uh, yeah. It was, it was just... I, I mean, it just made everybody even competing just that much closer because you're you're not just playing against these guys; you're able to hang around them outside of the competition. Yeah, he took his sweater off. Oh, <laughs> this he, is gets this, he, he gets into it. I think he, this he was gets probably to... this was probably 15 minutes of everybody, you know, just haggling him to do it. Yeah, and he does take a bit to get going because I I think you can tell like just kind of from his mannerisms that he's not enjoying like oh, getting it started. And he was up. As hell, I'm sure in front yeah, of all these people. Yeah. Dude, just he hadn't done it in a while. Look at him! Oh my god! He's like, this is stressful. Oh, those for the, the apples and stuff. The oranges are a little too large. Cut <laughs> her back. Cut her back. It's like jump starting the lawnmower. He said he used to be able to do like eight or nine. I think wow. of like legit balls. These are, you know, those little decorative fruits. I don't know how much weight or anything those have on them, but yeah, he he was ridiculous. The pressure right now. I'm pretty sure I can barely do three. 
he gets going. I think he t- it takes a couple of tries and then he gets going and he, he's on like a good run. And everybody's cheering and then yeah, but yeah. Man. Thank you, Tony, for grabbing that. That was a nice That's little. Awesome. Uh, that was an awesome gem to find. Yeah, jump back into the past there. Uh, it's Frosty DM. Uh, UGC, if you had the opportunity to team with someone else, who would you pick? Uh, I guess the the question would be currently or just like in in my career. I guess if if, if there was, I would pick two people probably okay. in my career that I never got the chance to team with. One would be Ogre One. I always wanted to put together a a twins team. Oh, that would have been sick. And it, yeah. it, I think that there was a chance of it happening in Halo Three. Actually, uh, I didn't know it at the time because Dan ended up retiring, but right. they had talked about it. And then uh, Heinz would be the other one. I never got wow. the chance to team with Richie, and I mean he was a staple in Halo, yeah, top for many years. So I think me and him would have meshed really well together on the same team. So. Actually, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I can't believe that didn't happen. I can't believe I like, never, yeah, it's one of those yeah. things. I can't believe we never ended up teaming together, but... Uh-huh. Yeah. You seem to have a similar mind for the game, just from what I can get. But, um... Yeah. Uh, Phantom Snake says, uh, any plans to play Reach if they switch uh, and Infinite? Uh, also, is there a PC tourney? If there's a PC tourney, will you play mouse and keyboard? Yeah, I would say there's definitely a chance that Justin and I would try and uh, play Reach competitively. Uh, there's probably zero chance I will try and play on keyboard and mouse. Yeah. I, I mean, there's just no way that I'm going to be able to catch up to the guys that have been playing keyboard and mouse for this many years. Right. Uh, I, also, I also don't feel like there will be that big of a disadvantage for controller players in Halo against keyboard and mouse players, but mm. that's, I guess that's just speculation by me because we've never had to do it, but sure. uh, yeah, I think I would still be able to compete. Like, I, I guess my mindset on that is how many battles do I get in where I'm getting four-shotted and I can't four-shot them, you know? Like, I don't feel like... In the battles where I have first shot, I'm not missing unless it's like, a you know, a situation where they're jumping behind walls or uh, yeah. it's, a hard, it's a hard battle to fight. So, right. you know, how, you get better than a four-shot with a controller, you know, like the keyboard and mouse isn't... I could see maybe sniping being a little... Crazy. Crazier. Yeah, like pulling off crazier shots, but... Yeah, we'll see. I, yeah, it's an interesting question that I... <laughs> I don't know the answer to because I've never had to, you know, we've never had to compete against a keyboard and mouse player. So, yeah, yeah, you are right that because of time to kill, if you are down a shot in the battle, then you could just kind of back off for that second. You don't necessarily need to take that full battle. If you're up the shot, then you're probably going to hit those shots regardless of mouse and keyboard or on controller. Yeah. Um, one of the bigger things that I've been thinking is that on PC, you can change the frame rate and play on a 240, you know, hertz display and it's way smoother. So, I'm wondering how that would come into play because I've noticed like in Apex Legends, let's say if you're playing on controller on PC, but you're playing in 240 FPS, it actually is way smoother and people are hitting a mate like this guy Nicewig that I saw recently plays for CLG. He's amazing on controller. Then you have people like Nick Merckx who are good at Fortnite on controller as well. So, I mean, it's definitely possible, but they probably need to be playing on a PC rig where they can compete at the same settings. That's uh, one of the bigger issues. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, I guess Nick Merckx would be the perfect example. And um, yeah. And I think with him too, even he's he's at a, a, a level playing field in that he's been playing Fortnite since it came out. Whereas, you know, any keyboard and mouse player that's coming over that hasn't played Halo or hasn't played it competitively, haven't hasn't watched much into it, is at such a disadvantage. And mm-hmm. just the aspects that go in competing with the best in Halo, in, right. in my opinion. But you know, I could definitely be proven wrong in that. That's I guess just me completely sure. speculating, but. 
I think it's just it, you know just certain aspects of Halo you don't really have in in other in other uh, first person shooters. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely a lot of it, it'd be an interesting thing, I guess. You know, you don't we haven't had that uh, anything to base our opinions off of with competitions or things that involve keyboard and mouse with Halo. So I'm yeah. definitely excited to uh, at least see how it, how it evolves and. I think the future of uh, most competitive video games is on PC with right. the you know a few exceptions of maybe like Call of Duty and stuff. But fighting games, really. Fighting yeah, fighting games. games. I guess would be another good example. But yeah, I think definitely the the PC is kind of where everything's going to with just the graphics and um, everything like that. Everything is just better on a PC and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it'd be interesting to see though for sure. Yeah. And yeah, it's cool. Even with the going back to the Nick Merckx thing, is he's kind of a, an example of even though that there are clear advantages on mouse and keyboard as far as building, uh, Nick Merckx just decides to play his own game. He doesn't try to compete with the crazy building speeds. He does, you know, his own thing and gets in your face and hits his shots and plays his game, you know, intelligently. And I find that even with Halo, if there are certain aspects that keyboard players might excel at, then you know, controller players can still adapt and play their game in intelligent ways to counter those types of things. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just kind of a cool example with the Nick Merckx one. Uh, Crimson Frederick, uh, how are you, Reciprocity, going to keep up with the talk squad? Um, I think just practice. I don't. I don't think uh, they haven't dominated us in uh, at, at in any of the losses. I don't think that we've had a lot of close games, and yeah. uh, we pretty much go back and forth online. So it's not a. It's not as if we need to go back to the drawing board, in my opinion, and change up everything that we're doing because we, you know, we lost him last event. So, um, you know, like I said, just, just you know, getting practice in before events and and kind of fine tuning what we're doing wrong. But uh, it's you know, as it goes, you know, when you're competing with the best, and I, I think we have a legitimate chance of winning any event, as well as probably two or three other teams. You know it could come down to just a, a few small mistakes that end up losing you games. So mm. yeah, I don't uh, definitely, definitely just have to all be playing our best in order to beat a team like that. But I definitely think it's the same way for them. They, they can't, uh, they can't be slacking off against the, the top two or three teams either. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And yeah, I, I do feel like you guys are very closely matched. It could just come down to who's playing better that day, whatever it is. Uh, do you still feel like you have that competitive fire, though? From I mean, back in Halo 3, of course, it was like your whole life. Nowadays, you're you're a busy guy. But when you get down to business, uh, you still feel like you have that same competitive drive. Yeah, I would say uh, that's pretty much the only reason that it, uh, that I was willing to come back when uh, Eric and I were ta talking about forming a team for Halo 3. So uh, I, I definitely still uh, have the competitive drive. I don't. I don't have the uh, the drive as much to play casually. I guess uh, I don't sure. play. It, you know that's why right now it's kind of a tough time for me to stream because I just don't. I don't enjoy. I mean, I, I guess I don't have as much time and I don't enjoy as much as you know, kind of running matchmaking for hours. Yeah. Uh, it, to me, it just it feels like I'm wasting away because uh, you know a lot of the games I'm not getting competitive games. Um, yeah. You just don't. I, I don't feel like I can improve when I'm playing in matchmaking with three people. I, I'm you know. I'm, we're not communicating and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I enjoy when I'm able to play with my team, scrim, and and kind of play with people that I that I know and that I can have a good time with, good conversation with. But yeah, uh, I would say that's the main thing that's changed. Is I used to grind Halo Three for hours and hours and hours in matchmaking by myself or with just yep. you know one friend. But I don't I don't find as much enjoyment with that anymore. 
uh, the older I get, you know, I'd, I'd rather be doing something around the house, fixing something or uh, something like that. But uh, yeah, it's that, yeah. that's the biggest thing. The competitive drive is definitely still there, though, for me. Yeah, I respect that. I think that is one of the, the biggest things when you start to, to get older, you have more responsibilities is that you can't just play without purpose anymore. Exactly. There needs to be some sort of an objective. Yeah, like, a, you know, as a kid, you just kind of aimlessly play all day and <laughs> You know, it was a good time. But yeah, later you're thinking, you, I'm sure you got a million things on your mind that you could be doing if you're just playing social matchmaking. Or exactly. There's a, there's a, yeah, there's, there's always yeah. something to do around the house. You know, it's, you can't, that was the beauty of uh, 2003 through yeah. 2000 and probably 11 or 12 yeah. when we ended up, I stopped playing the Halo 4s. That was my entire, you know, that was my job. That was my life. I worked part time jobs occasionally, but, that was my main source of income, so I would play. I could play as much as I want whenever I wanted. So, and I did. I, you know, I I played as much Halo as probably anybody or up there, anyway. So, and I had a lot of fun doing it. You know, it was right. some of the best times probably of my life. That just grinding the game and playing. You know, meeting many different people and becoming friends with you know a lot of guys and uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Hell yeah uh descript says what aspects would you say are better uh what aspects would you say would you say you are better than roy at and what aspects is he better than you at something we've kind of talked about a little bit what do you think yeah i think the biggest thing that he was always probably skill wise a little better than me with his shot and stuff but uh again i think in at least in more than one halo he had the best shot of anybody so you know i'm competing against the best right you know, in him so uh yeah, and I think what I'm better at is is uh, pretty much everything else. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, objective and stuff. I just I feel like I was always kind of on another level than most people on, you know, my flag runs. I feel like I've been one of the best flag runners in Halo. Just my knowledge of routes and stuff like that. I always feel like I made the right choice, or for the most part. Obviously, I make mistakes too, but uh, and just you know knowing where to position myself and, and where to be on the map at what times and, and when to challenge and when to, to stay alive, stuff like that. I feel like I just have a very good awareness in game yeah. and, and, you know, both our communication is pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I think just overall, I'd say my smarts are a little higher than his and his skill was always a little higher than mine. Yeah. And like your teammates would say, that's what gives them the opportunity to make those big plays is the things that you are doing in the background. Um, so last question, Rangar RK said, uh, Lunch, can you tell Roy that you are the better twin one more time for the one time? He already knows. One time for the one time. LBX hey. better twin. <laughs> well, thank you, man. And thank you guys for the questions. Once again, guys, I appreciate all the Q&A in the chat. Uh, thank you, Lunchbox, so much for joining me, man. It was great talking to you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Appreciate it. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to the rest of Prosy. They've been awesome. Oh, yeah uh to work with and uh yeah they they do a very good job of making our lives easy uh going to tournaments and and stuff like that so huge shout out to them yeah man rex been killing it tons of fans and we are we're just so excited to see more of you guys so hopefully we get to see you at london and beyond and hopefully the halo hype continues i know we got mccpc we got infinite we're all hoping for that comeback and hopefully you guys are there at the forefront when it happens um but yeah once again man thank you so much for joining me yep thank you have a good night, man. You too. Have a good night.
All right, guys, thank you again for joining us for the stream and this great interview we had with Lunchbox today. So much to talk about just from the past, the present, and now looking into the future of competitive Halo. Of course, I know a lot of you guys have been sticking around to the end, so you can join that HCS grassroots skin giveaway. Of course, you had to type exclamation mark grassroots in the chat to win the code. I think we have it. We do have it right here. It's Master Craig, Craigo SBR with the win. Congratulations. Enjoy your BR skin and nameplate those goodies. You can walk away with of course you guys can also walk walk away with some merch as well tony show the merch we've got some hoodies t-shirts some great things that you can purchase here anything that you purchase supports ugc and supports me as well and guys as usual i would highly appreciate that of course that will close our show for today spotify what about spotify we're on spotify Damn. All right. We are apparently on Spotify, which is amazing. I'm going to have to listen to that. I just found out literally this second. Make sure to check us out on Spotify, guys. You can also go, also go to hcsweekly.com. You have the audio files there. You can listen to us on the go. You don't have to always be a viewer. You can you know hit it up at the gym or when you're, you're at school or on the, on the travels. Anyway, just feel free to enjoy that. We will see you guys next week with more news, more trick jumps, more interviews. Have a good night.